1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As Europe begins to grab the attention of Rangers and Celtic Steven Gerrard's side are preparing to head to Prague Hoping to bounce back from defeat in the first group game Ange Postacoglu has not won any of his recent matches It doesn't get any easier with the visit of Bayer Leverkusen Stevie Clark names his Scotland squad for next month's crucial doubleheader With Israel and the Faroe Islands I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna Yeah and if you can't get excited about football this week Gordon it's time to chuck it to terrific European games on Thursday night Celtic against Leverkusen at Parkhead as you say Rangers in Prague to take on Sparta the domestic stuff's not bad at the weekend either Rangers against Hibs at the top of the table Aberdeen against Celtic and your boys Motherwell flying high at Tynecastle on Saturday Yes and Roger failed to mention the Scotland squad getting announced today um, Are you in it? No unfortunately I just Cruelly overlooked I, I missed out for the last 30 years Roger So I'm not going to make this one And obviously looking forward to Thursday night Two big big important games for Rangers and Celtic And then back to domestic stuff at the weekend lot to talk about 0141 That is the number you need to get in touch tonight So do not hang about Pick up that phone And let us know what is on your mind As the guys have said Scotland squad announced today Massive game against Israel What have you made of it? We'll get to that a bit later on Uh, But Tuesday night Roger Hanna You guys always get this job You always get Europe is is now the focus But really it's partly about the weekend as well And and what did we learn from the weekend And how does that set us up for two big European games? Um, We learned that Rangers can win ugly Um, It wasn't a particularly... You know, great performance on the eye But they got the three points at Dens Park They scored the goal The goal was uh, beautiful in its construction Was sort of out of place in the game, if you like Lovely flick around the corner by Morelos Great finish by Aribo um, Great penalty save by John McLaughlin You know, you can criticise Jason Cummings all you like But his was in target Unlike Bruno Fernandes Who gets paid a lot more than Jason Cummings And, and John McLaughlin saved the penalty So he's done his job Rangers have done their job and Celtic again, I was sure Celtic would, would put away the United on Sunday. They didn't. They need to learn to win ugly. Yeah, Rangers, um it's well documented, Gordon, that they're not their best, but still winning games, sitting there proudly at the top of the table. Celtic six adrift, um, sitting in sixth place. I heard the caller last night very concerned that if they lose to Aberdeen, they could be in the bottom six. Uh, it's got to be a long season for Celtic for me. I watched them on Sunday against Dundee United and they need most most of their players back, but they need a bit of work done to their side and uh, they need to ta- start turning you know, performances mm. into results and uh, they've got a difficult one Thursday night at home to start with. And then obviously up at Pataudry on Sunday It's incredible to think that game Aberdeen Celtic It is one of the the great fixtures in the Premiership calendar Aberdeen 8 without a win in all competitions Celtic without an away league win since Valentine's Day It's, it's incredible when you, you think of it like that 01419511025 What did you make of the weekend's football? And what are you thinking ahead of these big Europa League group games as well? We will talk Scotland squad later on So you can get your calls in for that as well But first up on Thursday is Sparta Prague up against Rangers So with that in mind let's get you the inside track Rangers fans on what to expect from Sparta Prague 
I'm delighted to say Martin Veit from Denixport joins us online. Martin, how are you? Thank you for joining us. Hello there, Gordon. Thanks for inviting me. A pleasure to have you. What type of challenge will Sparta Prague pose to Rangers? Um, yeah, that's a good question, actually. Um, it's uh, going to be an interesting challenge, uh, especially after um, Rangers have met, uh, obviously, Slavia Prague mm-hmm. in the Europa League uh, latter stages uh, in last season. Uh, Sparta are a little bit of a different beast. Uh, they're not uh, as well organized uh, defensively and uh, not um, as physical, I would say. Uh, not such uh, great balance in the side uh, as uh, Slavia have. Uh, uh, I mean, if you look at the Slavia squad, uh, all a lot of those players are pretty much interchangeable. Uh, with Sparta, you couldn't uh, really say that. Uh, I think there are a lot of players who are pinpoint to those positions. There's a little bit of imbalance within the squad, but that said, uh, they have a great uh, um, offensive uh, workload uh, that they can pose uh, to uh, another opposition. And uh, uh, in particular, the wing play will be crucial um, for the game on Thursday night. Yeah, that's a good reference point, really, how they compare to Slavia Prague. And you've suggested that they're perhaps not quite as strong as Slavia Prague. Sparta now did beat Celtic convincingly twice last season. So Scottish fans... Had a little bit of a experience of Sparta Prague. How does this current Sparta team compare to that one that beat Celtic last season? I think uh, we should compare um, Celtic and Rangers as well as Slavia and Sparta. And of course, uh, uh, Sparta have played Celtic, uh, I think, at their lowest point in the last few years, uh, you could say. Uh, you will know that uh, better than me. Of course, uh, Sparta, I think they're stronger uh, than they were last season. I think they're, they got uh, a lot more offensive uh, since they changed uh, their coach. Uh, and of course, uh, on the other hand, uh, they're a little bit more fragile at the back as well. Uh, I'm really interested to see how much uh, the mentality in the squad has changed uh, in the last uh, couple of years uh, with that uh, experience of uh, playing the European uh, group stages uh, last season. Uh, That's, uh, for me, the key. If Sparta can think that they can take on uh, the best uh, in in the Europe and, uh, of course, uh, strong opponents like uh, Rangers, uh, then that's uh, a good sign for them. Um, If you compare, I think, Sparta with uh, Slavia, and their strength. Uh, I think Rangers have had uh, difficulties uh, coming up with uh, pretty much any game plan, especially in um, in the game at the, at the Ibrox uh, with Sparta. I think they can be a lot more specific in their gameplay and uh, they can cause uh, more uh, specific problems because... Uh, there are some um, there are some weaknesses uh, in the squad uh, as we speak. Of, of the key men, Martin, who will cause problems for Rangers, how important is Adam Plozek, and what has happened to Lukas Ulis, who scored the hat trick for Sparta at Celtic Park last season? Yeah, Lukas Ulis, uh, if we start with him, has had uh, great patches of form, followed by unconvincing displays. You could say he can have three months where he does look as he could uh, get into the nationals, uh, national team as well, where obviously you have Patrick Schick as well. Uh, and then he 
looks a bit of out of sorts. Uh, so, and he's having this time uh, the out of sorts moment, and of course, uh, also he's injured, and so that's why he cannot play. Um, but he's excelled on the European stage, so it's a shame that uh, he cannot be at his best. Um, with Adam Hložek, uh, yeah, he's their crucial man. Uh, already at 19 years of age, uh, the best clubs in Europe are sniffing around him and uh, try to seize him up. Um, I'm really interested to see whether he can make it uh, on the biggest stage. Um, he needs that big goal in his career that can unlock him. Uh, he has a lot on his shoulders. And uh, I think the one recipe that's uh, really accessible for Rangers to unlock in that uh, game is uh, really to um, focus on Hologic, Um keep him out of the game, keep the service out, uh, uh, double him up uh, so that he cannot have a good run towards the goal or from the byline. And uh, if Rangers can do that, uh, it's uh, a lot of the times Sparta are relying on that uh, one individual moment of magic. And uh, when that doesn't add up, sometimes they're getting frustrated and uh, if Rangers can keep their defensive shape uh, in order and don't go overly aggressive, uh, I think uh, they have a good chance uh, uh, getting something out of the game. And as we said, Sparta scored eight goals against Celtic last season. Slavia knocked Rangers out of Europe last season. And then the Czech national team came to Hamden Park and beat Scotland in the Euros in the summer. That, that must surely give the Czech teams like Sparta confidence going into these games. Yes, on, on one hand you could say that. On the other hand, uh, Sparta will not have their supporters on their side uh, or at Letna on the first day because uh, obviously there's the uh, there's a ban uh, on their supporters uh, for their uh, racist chance uh, in the game against Monaco, which is a huge shame that uh, that, that has happened at Letna continually. And uh, they are unable to um, um, pretty much behave accordingly uh, as, as they should. Um, and there will be 10,000 kids at the stadium. So the atmosphere will, will be kind of strange. Um, of the other thing is that uh, Scotland and Scottish football has, uh, due to the proceedings and what happened uh, at the Ibrox. Uh, of course, I'm talking about uh, the Kamara incident or the uh, Kamara Kudela incident as well has uh, been one of the, I think, reference points, not only in uh, the footballing the debate, but also in the society debate. And uh, it has become a really heated and uh, toxic debate, um, I would say. Um, so I wouldn't say that the Czechs are looking at the Scottish sides with uh, that much of um, great uh, confidence, to be honest. I think if you look at the stats of the Czech teams, national teams coming over um, to play at uh, the home nation's home turfs, um, you will see that uh, in the last 20 years, uh, they could come up with only two wins uh, away. And uh, the one was dating back to 2001 when they, they bet uh, uh, Northern Ireland in Belfast. And then there was this uh, 
win uh, the Euros, which uh, I, of course, courtesy of uh, the Patrick Schick's uh, incredible goal, but at the same time, Scotland's uh, probably uh, most of the times were the better side on the day. So um, I think the, mm. the the experience showed, but at the same time, I wouldn't say it's uh, it's as if uh, the Czechs are looking at uh, Scotland and Scottish sides uh, with uh, that much of uh, confidence that they uh, they would uh, really have the upper hand all of the time Okay Martin thank you very much that was Martin Veit from Denix Sport giving you Rangers fans and anyone else who'll be watching the game the inside track on Sparta Prague some interesting stuff uh, Patrick Sheke there's a name from the summer we'll maybe get to him a bit later on actually because you may have noticed who Celtic are playing on Thursday as well uh, let's bring in Billy who's a Rangers fan from East Kilbride uh, We've just been listening to Martin there Billy And keen to get the Rangers side of, of things How confident or otherwise are you Ahead of Thursday? Uh, first of all evening guys Hi. Nice to get on the show uh, I'm quietly confident But I've not obviously been firing In all cylinders uh, But cautiously confident That's how I would say it I'm always confident Supporting Rangers but uh, there's just something I can't put my finger on it that we're not clicking totally yet. Uh, I do, as a Rangers supporter, feel a wee bit sorry for Lundstrom. I think he's maybe been a wee bit of scapegoat in a couple of games because I actually think he's coming on to a game uh, and he, he's looking a decent player. Uh, I think he was decent against Lyon and he was decent again mm-hmm. at weekend. It's kind, of, it's kind of difficult, Gordon, to, to take any lessons from, from the past because on one hand you could say maybe... Rangers did so well in Europe last season because you know they were all round in a good place. They were performing really well domestically, able to take that into Europe, able to bring it back to the domestic game. But if you think to the seasons before that, when Rangers weren't champions and, and Rangers weren't winning all the time, they actually still managed to, to find results in in yeah, Europe. Yeah, we said in this show many times, Gordon, that the European scene, especially away from home, suited Rangers because... They had a good base defensively. They've got a terrific goalkeeper. Their back four used to be solid. Uh, middle of the park had a lot of energy. And the front three obviously caused a lot of problems on the counter-attacks. Uh, but they're getting in, in a different place uh, on Thursday night. It'll be interesting, first and foremost, what the lineup will be, what he's going to pick, what he feels his strongest side over there is to get a result. Uh, but once again, it'll not be... I don't think Steven Gerrard will be really too interested in a terrific performance. It's a result, mm. and and he would take he would take something right now. Um, it may just be that game that kicks him on again, Gordon. It's early in the season. You see them; they're not. You know, Rangers look a team just now that'll give you up a goal. Uh, they don't look as sharp in front of goals. Um, I did think against Dundee, their 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 goal where Ebo was absolutely terrific. It was a great build up, but. After that, usually when Rangers get in the front, they keep on the front foot. Lately, they've been coming mm. off and giving other teams opportunities. So they're away from home. We know that every European game is very difficult. They can't afford to do that. If they get in the lead or they get some, they've got to keep on the front mm. foot. Roger, you take the Leon game, and I've, Billy's used a phrase there, I've not heard anyone disagree with that, that Rangers aren't firing on all cylinders. Is that why they lost the Leon game, or are Leon better than than what they faced so far? Is it 
difficult yeah, to tell. Maybe a bit of both. I do think Leona probably better than anything Rangers had faced under Stephen Gerrard in Europe. They look to me like a Champions League team who just happened this season to be in the Europa League. They could win the Europa League. They're that good, Gordon. Um, but Billy, the Rangers haven't quite fired yet. It's interesting, you know, a few of the players. Alan McGregor's not been in the team for whatever reason. It was debated in the show with Alec when he was at Dens Park on Saturday. Borna Barisic has been in and out of the team because of form. Even Stephen Davis, who had been arguably mm. Rangers' most consistent outfield player, has tailed off and been in the bench the last couple of games. Ryan Kent's out the team injured as well. It has taken, as Billy said, it has taken John Lundstrom a bit of time to settle in. It's taken Fashion Sakala a bit of time to settle in. And it's all just had a sort of general effect. The one positive, though, for Rangers, as we said at the top of the show, is in the main... They've been winning games Just look at Saturday at Dens Park When despite of all all the things I've spoken about They still took the three mm. points uh, Billy, an interesting point I'm glad you raised it about John Lundstrom um, Since the since the Leon game Or since just before the Leon game to now He has been getting a lot more praise He used to get a lot of criticism on this show With all that in mind d- Does he then start at the expense of Stephen Davis on Thursday? Which a couple of weeks ago would have been unthinkable uh, listen, I'm actually taken back by the panel tonight I normally come on just to have a wee jibe at Mr Keevans But everything he's have said there has been bang on And exactly what I I think myself I think, I do agree Leon uh, are a cut above And they were a cut above us I don't think it was really down to us playing poorly uh, I agree with everything that Gordon said there about the, the, All the three reasons that we're not clinical We're not showing up at the back uh, Davis, I'm a huge admirer of Steve Davis and it's a hard one to call uh, but I do think Lundstrom's come on to a game I think he might go with the experience of Davis mm. though I think we'll, we'll debate this no doubt again mm. tomorrow these these kind of things rumble on Andy Halliday will be in tomorrow knows some of the guys well but that is a fascinating one Gordon because a few weeks ago if you'd suggested that Lundstrom would start ahead of Davis in a game like this I'm not sure many Rangers fans would have been too happy but they're now telling us he's been Rangers' best player in the la- in the last couple of games, and, and Stephen Davis hasn't played. So yeah, I do, I do agree with. I think he's come on to a game, Gordon. It takes time to settle in, and he's got a bit of confidence. He's getting a run of games. He might just go with the two of them. You know, um, I th- I think Davis mm. is a certainty. I really do. I would never bout my team. Obviously, who, I th- who, who does miss out then? Um, I think maybe shove Rebo forward. Um, yeah. You know, and that gives them opportunity to bring to play the two of them. Um, and I certainly do think that Davis will start again. Billy, my apologies, time has got away from me. Make sure you give us a call back sometime. It was nice to speak to you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We need to get some travel, and then Celtic fans, just like we did in the first part, will get you the inside track on Bayer Leverkusen. A very recognisable voice will join us to do that. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here. It's 0141-951-1025 if you'd like to join them. It's Tuesday night, which means you can do a number of things. You can reflect on the weekend if there's something you've not got off your chest yet. Now's a great time to do it. And if you want to look ahead to the Europa League, we are more than here for you. As well, we already gave you the inside track on Sparta Prague as they prepare to take on Rangers. So, Rangers fans, how are you feeling ahead of that one? Let's do the same 
For the second game Which will of course be Celtic Against Bayer Leverkusen And I'm delighted to see A very familiar voice For all you football fans out there Derek Ray uh, Joins us to look ahead to that one Derek thanks for joining us How are you? I'm well Gordon Yeah looking forward to Thursday Celtic and Leverkusen And I don't think it's going to be easy For Celtic this one Yeah I was going to say I'm not sure if you've got any good news To to bring the Celtic fans Leverkusen are second in the league They've lost I think only once this season And even that was a a 4-3 defeat to Dortmund So Celtic clearly are up against A a very good team banging form aren't they? Absolutely They're up against a team That has tried to make itself younger And more dynamic And the feeling really amongst everybody in Leverkusen is that they're succeeding. They have a new coach this season and Gerardo Seoane from Switzerland was previously in charge of Young Boys Bern. And the performances have been really eye-catching. They did lose that game against Dortmund 4-3, but it sort of goes down as an instant classic in Bundesliga terms. They were ahead most of the way, and then um, Erling Haaland scored a late penalty. They drew with Union in their first game, but other than that, they've shown a couple of different faces. Their attacking face, and they have some of the best attacking players in the Bundesliga. Young Florian Wirtz at 18 is a rising star. Patrick Schick needs no introduction to to football fans in Scotland after what he did at the Euros, particularly at Hamden with that wonder goal from just about the halfway line. And you can go up and down the team. They, they really have improved themselves. They maybe have a bit of a glass jaw defensively. You could say that, but signs that they've tightened up in the last couple of games. They beat Stuttgart 3-1 away from home, playing with 10 men for most of that game when they had... Robert Andrich sent off and then this past weekend they were quite proud of the performance in the 1-0 win against Mainz because that was a real test for them against a good Mainz team and they came through that test, a goal by Wirtz who incidentally has become the youngest player ever to reach 10 career Bundesliga goals at just 18 and goalkeeper Lukas Radetzky made a string of top saves so they will rotate a bit, they did that for the first game against Ferenc Varos so You can see changes uh, probably being made for this one as well, but the squad is strong overall. Uh, Yeah, I'm sick fed up of Patrick Sheik. I hope never to see him again after what he did to us uh, during this summer. Uh, Another name which is obviously a familiar one, Derek, is is Jeremy Frimpong. How how has he done at Leverkusen? And uh, I take it, will he play on Thursday? He should play, yes. He didn't start off so well when he joined midway through last season. It took him a bit of time to find his feet there, as it can do for any new player at a, a big club in a new league. But he's been playing right back this season. and That wasn't necessarily the master plan, but he's been really good at right back. And he's got an understanding, something to watch for on Thursday, an understanding with Moussa Diaby, who I think is one of the best young players in Europe at the moment. He came through the PSG Academy. He operates higher up on the right. But what's interesting is that obviously Frimpong is a right-footed player. Diaby is left-footed. And they look as though they've been playing together for years, not just a matter of months. And that is the area I would probably be focusing on um, from a defensive point of view, you know, from the Celtic angle, because those two really enjoy the football and they combine to great effect. Uh, I'm sure lots of our listeners, Derek, will watch the Bundesliga and will watch by Leverkusen. But for those who don't, perhaps the last um, reference point we have would be that by Leverkusen side, which was a very good team that, that beat Rangers um, not so long ago. 
changes have happened since then The likes of Kai Havertz having moved on How does this current group compare to that team? I think it's probably as good, you would have to say. Um, Yeah, they don't have Havertz anymore, but they genuinely believe that Wiertz is not only the heir apparent to Havertz, but maybe actually better, you know, and we never thought we'd be saying that when Kai Havertz left. You know, they lost Kevin Forland as well, another really good all-around striker, but Patrick Schick, after a slowish start, has shown just how good he is this season. And I think we can't underplay just how much the Euros helped him because he wasn't a prolific goal scorer in the last campaign. You certainly saw his quality in terms of build-up play. Um, The one thing about Schick is he doesn't really do tap-ins when he scores. And again, we saw this during the Euros. When he scores, it tends to be something pretty spectacular. And he, I think, has, has kicked on this season. If anything, I think they're a bit better going forward than they were. Uh, they might not be quite as good defensively, but um, they still have people like Jonathan Tarr, who has just extended his contract until 2025 and is having his best ever start to a season. Um, you might see a young player beside him, Piero Incapié, who they've wanted to give more game time to, and this will certainly be his opportunity come the game on Thursday. But I think if you're a neutral, you're going to enjoy Leverkusen. If you're a Celtic fan, you might be a bit concerned, but of course they are playing games twice a week, as are Celtic at the moment. And that might mean you'll see some different personnel. And we shouldn't underplay the Celtic part factor in all of this, because I know when the draw was made, Seoane and Simon Rolfes, the sporting director, spoke a lot about the Celtic Park factor. And, you know, I think that is still something that come, that can come into play on a big night such as this. Derek, it's Roger Hanna. How are you? I was going to ask... I'm well, Roger. Nice to hear your voice. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I was going to ask... You mentioned a change in personnel. A lot of pot one teams will come to Glasgow, either to Ibrox or Celtic Park, and they'll rest players because they've got big... Domestic games at the weekend And maybe they don't take the Europa League as seriously How serious do Leverkusen treat this? Do they treat this as a competition That not only they can get back to the knockout stages But potentially a quarter-final, a semi-final Maybe even a Europa League final? I think, Roger, they see themselves as a team That should be going far in the Europa League There's been criticism levelled against German clubs In recent years for underperforming in this competition And we've had examples of clubs who have made it into Europe, maybe against the odds, and haven't really been able to do themselves justice, probably because of the demands of the Bundesliga and then the Europa League. And they've sort of fallen off the pace in the league and ended up maybe 12th or 13th. But Leverkusen are not in that category. I mean, they really are a a Champions League type team. They're not in the Champions League, obviously, but they have the sort of squad that probably could more than get by in a Champions League group. So they see it, I think, as their responsibility to do their bits for Germany. They will make some changes, but I wouldn't think it would be four, five, or six. It might be two or three from the norm. Interestingly, uh, Schick didn't play in the first game, and, and that might happen again because they have another striker, Lucas Alario, very good Argentinian striker, who nevertheless started the season with an abductor injury, and he needs games as well. He played in the first match in the Europa League, so you might see him and you might see Schick later on. It just depends what he wants to do. But what I would say is that even though they're making changes, there's not a huge drop-off between first choice and second choice when it comes to Leverkusen. So even with three or four changes, it wouldn't be 
getting close to a reserve team situation or anything like that. Uh, Derek Ray, a pleasure as always. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the game on Thursday. Thanks, Gordon. Same to you guys. All the best. Bye bye. That was Derek Ray. I know it's a, it doesn't need any introduction. A voice you'll all recognise from various. Uh, Roles over the years now ESPN's lead Bundesliga commentator So clearly knows his stuff Uh, Celtic fans What do you make of that? Let's bring in one Bill is a Celtic fan on the line Uh, Derek was giving us the inside track on on Leverkusen there Bill, um, it sounds like Celtic could be up against it a little bit Is that what you're expecting? Yeah, I think if if you consider the the players that we won't have available um, I think that's um, We're probably going to be really up against it But I I think... um, uh, and should probably drop some of the players that have been playing in the team, uh, notably Starfelt, uh, Rogic and Ajeti. Um I think those those three need to be left out of the team. I think you should probably start with Hart and Ralston at the back. And depending on whether Juranovic is fit or not, uh, if he's fit, put him in there. If he's not, put Scales in. And again... Uh, I think I'd put uh, Young Anderson in beside Carter Vickers uh, if uh, if possible. Um, if Juranovic is going to be available, I'd put Scales in there. I think we need two holding players in the middle of the field, one of which should be Welsh. And, you know, if McGregor or McCarthy are fit, all well and good. And I'd have Abada, Jot at centre forward and Montgomery outside left. Yeah, I mean, Gordon, this is the thing Listening to Derek And by the way, Derek would be the first to admit It's it's one man's take, it's one man's opinion But you can't really argue with the the strength of this Leverkusen side that Celtic face A full-strength Celtic team might find this difficult An understrength Celtic team Who's going through a a sticky spell And has had a disrupted summer And all the rest of it um, It it only makes sense that that this would be a a huge ask for them Yeah, uh, I... Look, Bill's a Celtic fan He's got his opinion on the team just now I think there's a lot of Celtic fans Not really happy with what they're seeing With certain players A Yeti's coming in for a bit of criticism Doesn't help when he misses an absolute sitter At the weekend uh, The back four for me Look like they could ship goals um, But I don't think it's a, a Thursday night against a top quality Team and we heard there um, How good these the, these Players are even if they make two or three changes, Gordon, they're still a top quality side. To for Bill to say, you know, put scales in, uh, put Welsh. You had Welsh in the middle of the park there, which I don't understand. I know what he's saying about two holding midfield players. I do agree that Celtic somewhere along the line have got to look at that system. Um, I just think it by massive has to put these young players in as much as Starfield is not performing at all. Um, <clears throat> Juranovic will be a big one because they would really need to. He, I think he's one of the best signers. Um, Tom Rogic is one of these guys on the night he can produce something for you because he certainly get the ability. But I don't think ripping everything up and mm. changing things about. I'll be interesting to see if he does go with uh, Jotter through the middle a bit of pace. Um, Young Montgomery, uh, Bill's mentioned. Every time I've watched him coming on, I think he's 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 done terrific. The young lad. But I just think that getting up against the quality Thursday night, coming off the results, you know what mm. like it is for the first 20 minutes, if Leverkusen's dominating the game, Gordon, the fans get a bit restless, as much as they're a terrific atmosphere at Celtic Park, I think he'll stick to what he thinks is the strongest Having thing. said that though, they're not in great form, Roger, and 
The problem would be that the options. I mean, for instance, I don't think there are many Celtic fans out there who are desperate to see Albion Ayeti lead the line against Bayer Leverkusen. No, but he's probably going to well, have to. The, the three, and the three sorry, players, and Bill yeah. mentions Juranovic. Looks like a big ask for him, and I don't think Callum McGregor is going to be fit either. Well, well, we'll hear from Ange Postecoglou tomorrow. I know Callum McGregor is trying desperately hard to be ready. I think Juranovic had a scan last night. Don't know what it showed up. Um, James McCarthy. Has to be a, a, a question mark as well After he went off injured The three Bill match Starfield Now I don't think we can you know, Billy was the first caller Saying Rangers fans were patient With John Lundstrom And he's finally beginning to, to show some form I, I don't think we can throw out Starfield Just now Try, I'd be interested to see Starfield With Christian Christopher Julian One side of him And a regular left back The other side of him And a bit more protection in front of him Because there's not been a great deal on either side of him to help Carl Starfield. Oddly enough, with Tom Rogic, I think you get more from Tom Rogic when there's a bit of protection behind him because Tom Rogic isn't the type who's going to scurry about like a deep lying uh, defensive midfield player. That's not his gig at all. He's one who excels in the number 10 role when he's got two sitters behind him. You get the best from Rogic when it's maybe a McCarthy and a Sorrow or a McGregor and a McCarthy or a McGregor and a Sorrow behind him. Um, the shift he's been asked to do just now isn't a shift for Tom Rogic. So I'll cut Starfield a bit of slack And I'll cut Rogic a bit of slack I'll be in a jetty At the minute looks as if he's going to get down in the history books As the man that Hugh Keevan's got a prediction right about Because I watched him again on Sunday The miss he had when a bad knocked it back into the six yard box that That's not the miss of a Celtic centre forward If you miss chances like that at a Celtic centre forward You're not going to be the Celtic centre forward very long And I think Roger what you're saying there When you talk about McCarthy If you play him on Thursday night There's no way you can play him as the, you, your one midfielder You've got to play two Because he's at the stage you know, And who else is that going to be? Sorrow The yeah. guy that all the Celtic fans yeah, slaughtered for the performance he put well, in In the first Europa League match Yeah, probably Gordon It's not ideal, I don't think it is I think there'll be one or two playing that Celtic fans will be saying Well, why is he keep playing? Because obviously the problems with injuries On the McGregor thing I If, if McGregor's not 100% I wouldn't have him anywhere near I would, I would give up Thursday night Because I think they're going into Pataudry In, in yeah, a that, much bigger game that, 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 You're absolutely correct There has to be a little bit of forward planning there Because, listen, this is only match day two But Celtic have already lost in this group mm. They've got two games coming up Against Leverkusen They've got Betis again You wonder whether Celtic now are thinking Aberdeen's going to be bigger than Leverkusen Thank you Bill Some interesting suggestions 01419511025 This is the ideal time to get your call in You could be up next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here 01419511025 Pick up the phone and let us know what you're thinking Are you still on about the weekend's games and talking points? That's absolutely fine Are you looking ahead to the Europa League on Thursday? And of course we've still to get round to the small matter Of that Scotland squad being named for a huge With a capital H game against Israel Coming up very soon indeed Let's go to another Roger Who is on the phone at the moment How are you feeling ahead of Thursday Roger? Good evening guys Hello uh, just before I go on to the point regarding you, you, what you asked me there, Gordon, um, mm. I remember I phoned up a while ago, and I think they phoned up and Roger Hanna's on and Gordon Dale, so come symmetry, Sam. So two Rogers and two Gordons. <laughs> Absolutely. I think you do that on purpose, I must admit. But I don't mind it. I like a bit of symmetry, that's okay. Uh, Thursday, yes, it's going to be interesting. Um, our, our form has been well. 
documented this season, um, no firing all cylinders and what have you. I think the game will look after itself. Um, I've kind of did a reverse this season. Past few seasons, I've always wanted to do well in Europe as well as do well in Scotland. I was a caller a couple of years ago who phoned up and said that I would sacrifice Rangers losing the title to, to get a European trophy. I think your, your lights, your phone lines, um, well, like Christmas tree that night, if I remember rightly. Uh, first, first will be difficult, and I think it'll be probably playing with hands since there'll be no fans there. There'll be no of this intense um, cook off their noise coming from from these guys, um, which I think may help Rangers. I believe there's some some school kids been in, in yeah. to watch it or something. Um, so I think I think it'll be an interesting game, um, and I, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Um, I look forward to every Rangers game, but in trepidation at the moment this season, to be honest. Yeah, Roger, I'm interested, Roger Hanna. Um... The, when we had Martin on Did he say 10,000 school yeah. kids Were in to watch the game yeah. That's more than I thought It was it was meant to be yeah, um, I, 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 I don't suppose it's hugely important But it just the number struck me I didn't think it was as many as that Yeah, it's, but it's, yeah. Going, to be a, it's going to be a strange atmosphere I remember Rangers going to Inter Milan many years ago For a Champions League game And it was, it was behind closed doors UEFA had banned all fans From the San Siro And it's going to be An equally strange atmosphere I think I don't know whether it'll be Helpful for Rangers to have all these children that doubtless will be supporting Sparta Prague, I would think. So it will still be like a home game. But it'll be an unusual atmosphere, you know. It'll be unusual for the Sparta players as well. Um, we got a glimpse of what they can do. It was interesting that Martin said Sparta believed they'd caught Celtic at the lowest ebb and were expecting a different challenge from Rangers. That's probably going to be the case. But I think it's still going to be. A, a tough game for Rangers it is because you've seen the way the Czechs have dominated Scottish teams in the last year Sparta against Celtic Slavia against Rangers and of course the Czech Republic mm. against Scotland at Hamden in the summer What else is on your mind tonight Roger? The, the point I want to get to and I think it's uh, open to the panel I think this is going to create an open season and who would to think that if any team out with Rangers or Celtic when they won the title this season they would automatically go into next year's Champions League which is an unbelievable scenario if it's going to be Hearts, Hibs, um, Mullerwell and Telt Caller maybe Dundee United now I remember the days when Dundee United and Aberdeen were really nervous in Scotland in the 80s and they were winning leagues regularly I remember, I remember that often when we, we were pretty poor as a team in the 80s until Graham Sooners came along so I think it's going to be interesting because you've got the top four playing on, on, um, on the weekend. You've got Motherwell Hearts at Tinker, so I think it's going to be a cracking game. And I think Hibs are going to cause major problems on, on Sunday. We better be ready for them. Of course, I would think the idea of being a mid-table clash between Aberdeen and Celtic as well. So it's, it's going to be a very, very interesting uh, weekend indeed. Are we seriously at that stage, Gordon? Because I, I know that when, when things don't go well for Celtic or Rangers, the, there is that extra scrutiny. Um, and Celtic clearly are, are, are struggling at the moment to get going. Um, and Rangers are not in the same form that they were last week. But are we seriously talking about either of them being in any danger of of being caught by anyone else? No. Um, you know, I think Celtic will need to improve. Um, the problem everyone's got is well documented that Rangers not firing in all cylinders. If supporters are coming on, players out of form, you're looking at a team that's sitting top of the league and in the semi final of the cup. So. <laughs> So if 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 they're do, if they're achieving that with uh, below f- form performances, Gordon, then eventually they've got that good a squad with the players that they've got, and they start really getting back into their form. They're going to be very hard to catch, Rangers. Um, Celtic, I just think they're in a different situation. They're a rebuilding for me. I don't know where Celtic are going to be this season. I, I think that. 
They've got to be more players coming in, more players leaving. I think that they've got to be a real turnaround. I know that you can look at the summer and think, right, all the players that left, 12, 12 were signed. But these 12 won't stay at Celtic. They won't hit the ground running because that's what happens. You look at Rangers when Steven Gerrard walked in, how he had to build a team over those years to win the league. I think it's the same at Celtic now. And I think as a Celtic fan, you've just got to accept that and hope down the line that the manager gets enough time, which I think he should, to put his stamp and his authority on it. Now, people will be shouting, well, he's signed 12 players, surely. But look at the business that they've done. They've brought in players that aren't up to speed. They've brought in players that are, uh, you know, get injured doing the warm-up. They're trying to rush them through. They've not prepared properly, Gordon. Rangers won the league last year because at the beginning of the season before a ball was kicked their preparation was done everything was done they didn't need them they were just looking for the league to start and they hit the ground running and you've seen what happened Celtic for the last two seasons have been chasing their tail and that's why they'll need time What do you make of Roger's point Roger about potentially whether it be Hearts or Hibs or anyone else and making life uncomfortable at the top I, for the big Glasgow too. I, I don't think over 38 games that's likely to happen It can over the first 7 games of the season we've seen I don't think over 38 games I think Celtic will improve Because Kyogo will come back, McGregor will come back Forrest, Julian, Taylor We haven't seen Giacomacus We don't know whether he's good, bad or indifferent uh, Clearly Celtic are keen to get him into the team though So we can cast our eye over him uh, they will finish top two Rangers will finish top two The best of the rest Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen, Motherwell, St Johnson Somewhere in that sort of mix up But I, I think Rangers will get better as well yeah, Rangers have had problems at the start of the season As John Lindstrom said at Tannery's that day There was a Covid very early in the season There was in a second Covid that, that cost Rangers The manager, the captain, the goalkeeper And the captain, the goalkeeper's deputies and they still managed to win an old firm game at that stage. So they are they are getting through. Some of the new signings we've touched about Lundstrom earlier, but Sakala, Simpson, they haven't settled yet. So I, I think both Rangers and Celtic, there's a good bit more improvement in both the teams. They'll finish first and second. Maybe the question is aimed a bit more at Rangers than Celtic because we've established already that Celtic are up against the Bayer Leverkusen side, which are huge favourites, I think, for the tie and Celtic are. Struggling personnel wise yeah. So We are great in this part of the world At separating the two And saying I'd rather we focused on The league than Europe Or vice versa But Can a Impressive performance and result For Rangers against Sparta Prague Be the thing that helps them Start firing on all cylinders domestically Because I've always felt that the two are linked As much as people think you can just Prioritise one or the other Surely if you're in a, a good place generally Then that, that benefits you no matter well, what competition yeah, listen, you're in They're bound to be linked in some way, shape or form Because if you pick up an injury in Europe You don't have that player for a domestic game If if you're away in Kazakhstan on a Thursday no, night I, no, it's going I, I meant more, it's more on, a, on a positive front You know, yeah, so that the, the feel-good factor, the so belief, uh, the confidence yeah, So if you take that side of it Then you have to look at the other side of the coin as well And if Rangers go and win 2-0 in Prague on Thursday evening Then they will be... Full of confidence Full of belief Against Hibs come the weekend I think one of the things That Rangers have done Quite successfully In the last two or three years Is They haven't really let Whatever's happened in Europe Affect them too much Domestically They've, they've managed to 
compartmentalise, if you like, the, you know, one from the other, and they tend to come back and do okay. So I think regardless of what happens in Prague, they will come back and they will believe because of the home form they've shown in the last eighteen months they can beat Hibs. But it's a big challenge for them. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish slash football. Speaking of a big challenge, do you fancy taking on Roger Hanna? Small challenge Take on Gordon DL On Beat the Pundit 01419511025 You do need to get your call in Before 7 o'clock It's one up to the listeners For this week Alex Ray beaten on a tiebreaker last night uh, Can you follow In the footsteps of last night's contestant 01419511025 The lines do close at 7 o'clock So you will need to be quick Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are here It's 01419511025 On the phones or at Clyde SSB On Twitter We kicked off the first hour by giving you the inside track On Sparta Prague and Bayer Leverkusen Not from these two Needless to say We've got some actual <laughs> experts involved uh, For that one So if you want to talk Europa League Now is a good time And what about that Scotland squad today Game against Israel As big as it comes really uh, let us know what you made of Stevie Clark's squad Anyone you would have called up that he didn't Anyone that you would have left out that he included You know the drill on these types of days 01419511025 And we'll get to you after this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Okay, Beat the Pundit time Still very much Keevans and DL down at the bottom For the Pundits And the listeners won last night So is this the start of a roll Or was it a flash in the pan? Let's find out with Gary in Thornley Bank How's it going Gary? How are we doing guys, alright? Not bad Hi, at all How are you, are you well? I'm well, I'm well Good stuff right I'm going to toss this coin Roger Hanna He's not played a lot this season I don't know if that means He's rusty or he's he's fresh I don't know how you spin these things He will no, start Roger's on rusty. I know yeah, That's my fear as well He starts on minus one I don't even know what you would describe Your form this season uh, uh, Rusty uh, uh, doesn't uh, cover uh, it If we just started season last week I'm 100% record Boom so not a fr- What's that old Scottish phrase Roger If my auntie had Yeah it doesn't matter I oh, know better not actually It's only yeah. five past seven uh, Right heads it is Roger uh, Tails it will be Gordon DL this is a joke, honestly. Every Tuesday night, tails. It's tails again. I d- <sighs> Look at the other I'm, side of that I'm, coin. I'm I bet fe- there's a tail. I'm feeling there. like a bystander in this competition. You only play, you played like good twice luck, this Gary. season. Uh, oh, good luck, Gary. The pressure. You feel, luck, are you feeling the pressure this season because of the way it's, it's no, been well, going? Not tonight, because Gary doesn't sound confident. Okay. Um, and I've won the last two, so. Okay, right, well, we'll give you some Clyde too so that you don't know what Gary's saying. Gary, I'm sure you do know the rules, but just a quick recap. Yeah. 30 seconds, answer as many right as you can, and you are free to pass them if you don't know, okay? Let's go. Let's go, 30 seconds, and your time starts now. How many Motherwell players are in the Scotland squad announced today? Uh, one. What nationality is Celtic Loney, Cameron, Carter, Vickers? Uh, English Rangers record transfer fee of £9 million Was received for which player? Alan McGregor How many SPFL team names begin with the letter Q? Uh, two Who was the Dundee United manager when they won the 94 Scottish Cup? Paul uh, Starrett Martin Boyle is currently the top scorer in the top flight But with how many goals? Uh, seven Okay, let's bring Gordon DL back Are you ready? Yeah 
You're going to have to answer a lot of questions here. Right, That's go. all because Martin was flying. You ready? Yeah. 30 seconds. Your time starts now. How many Motherwell players are in the Scotland squad announced today? Uh, two. What nationality is Celtic Loney Cameron Carter Vickers? English. Rangers record transfer fee of £9 million received was for which player? Hutton. How many SPFL team names begin with the letter Q? Two. Who was the Dundee United manager when they won the Scottish Cup in 94? Uh, Golic. Uh, Golic. Ivan Golic. <laughs> Martin Boyle is currently the top scorer in the top flight with how many? Six. Okay, okay. Gary, how do you think it went? Uh, I, think, I think that's right I know I get the first one wrong But um, I, I think that's, mm. that's maybe right mm. excuse, excuse me a minute I, I need to ask a question here What are you laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> Your you attempts to pronounce Ivan Golag's name I know it was Golic I like Golic Golic, Golic, Golic. Um, yeah. How many Motherwell players Are in the Scotland squad It's two Liam Kelly Stephen O'Donnell Gordon Diel goes 1-0 in front You both thought Cameron Carter Vickers Was English he is American American but he lives in England But he probably lives up here now If you want to be accurate um, Yeah so 1-0 to Gordon oh, Gary you'll be kicking yourself here A Rangers fan It's Alan Hutton Of course it's Alan Hutton oh, 9 come million pounds 2-0 to Gordon You should DL. know that I told you he was He sounded really nervous Queen of the South Queen's Park and that's it Two teams oh. Begin with the letter Q <laughs> Gary got that as well I'm glad I didn't want Gary Just ending so with nil 3-1 to Gordon DL Will we give him Golic 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 Whatever it was uh, he said Ivan I even said Ivan Come on <sighs> yeah. That was terrible Reluctantly Ivan. Reluctantly 4-1 to Gordon DL no. Martin Boyle is the top scorer In the top flight with Six is five one <laughs> to Gordon DL Oh no <laughs> oh, Any more questions? Nah that was the Gee end Gary too for his Gary I'm so Gee sorry I, I, I hate to see it I, I genuinely do Gary Nothing It's ruined my night But he's he's done you tonight I'm afraid This is why it's been a couple of years I know you'll never uh, leave it Gary, another couple of years Gary what was that you were saying earlier About me playing and all that Can you hear that again please <laughs> Gary's going into hiding For the next two years <laughs> Before he can show his face again Gary uh, thank you for taking part though No bother Good man that was Gary in Thornley Oh it's Gaz now is oh, it Because you beat he's, him he's, the he's away home He's in bed Honestly he's got a lamb sip Poured as we speak What's so, that got to do with anything <laughs> I'm gutted we didn't get to the next one What was it Because this is a A, a real Issue for you You've got an issue around this This name I'm just going to read it Callum you're going to have to give it Another question for tomorrow Go, go. Uh, What is Partick Thistle's mascot called Oh the Sunflower it's um, not a sunflower And this is how I know That you, um, this, this topic Scrambles your head and, Oh Calm's told me a million times It's not a sunflower though Ah he's a wee son A uh, wee, wee guy um, <laughs> Oh Oh I just I think right Over the years That you've been on this show I think you've had that question uh, Five times yeah, And you Cal- still don't know the name Calm tells me every week Go I, on I, guess Erm um, I don't know It's flowery I don't know I've no idea He's a flower isn't right. he This is the last time I'm going to tell you this right? I'm going to What te- does it start with And I'll get it I'm going to test you On this once a month Going right, forward t- Tell me what it starts with K Kingsley Yes Thank Flowery My goodness Right okay We got there on the I end I was very disappointed In the quiz 
the answer to the Cameron Carter's Vickers when when you just said English, I was expecting ah, no, something it could have been exotic. spectacular. Yeah. It really could have been, but nice. Yeah, I, I bailed out because I knew Gary was. Ah, even his bad answers are getting yeah, a bit better. better. Yeah. Hey, hey, I hope the man's listening. That's a, a three in a row. That's a treble for me. The last good, uh, Thursday, tu- uh, Tuesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. Tuesday. Good, th- yeah, good on you. So I'll um, I'll I'll climb the league. Yeah, yeah, that tends to be the way it works. Yeah. Yeah, Roger, you should stick to playing once a year. I'll do the rest. Oh one four one nine five one. We need to have a chat. You, you boys, I haven't seen you since Saturday when I was at Fur Park. So impressed by your boys, Miller. So mm. I can I can fill you in anything you need to know about the Motherwell Ross County game. I know you were at Easter Road on Sunday I so was, yeah. yeah I'll ask you later on about the Hibs and Johnson game And we can both ask Daz how, how he enjoyed Wraith against Partick I'm, gl- I'm glad you mentioned that Because genuinely a, a Partick Thistle employee has uh-huh. been in, Genuinely has been in touch tonight mm-hmm. uh, Desperate to know how you enjoyed the game Because you pr- you promised us on Saturday so that On Sunday you were going to go to Leaven yeah. Game of golf early in the morning Then to Starks Park Yeah, very good game Where and were you I, sitting? I, 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 oh, well Director's box obviously And I was speaking to Andrew Dallas Who was obviously Up there working um, As a referee And uh, It was enjoyable Gordon I've got to say Great to be back to Old Stam ground And Good reception Are they, are they looking in good shape It's obviously the Fife Derby Rearranged Fife tomorrow Derby Tomorrow night, night Live in the Roger, telly Bath night uh, I would have been good Well it's live in the telly You get to see it tomorrow Yeah I will probably watch that as well But I tell you I, As much as they were disappointed Against Celtic And it was a hard ass But uh, they play some really good stuff What did you make of the penalties this over the night? Um, well, I, 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 I think He's going to back Andrew Dallas here, isn't he? Yeah, well, this will be an easy one, right? Because we know you're a, you're a referee watcher, right? And mm-hmm. and you, you try and be pals with them all It's quite, it's quite I'm not trying weird to, if I'm, I'm being honest, friends. right? But, I'm um, and you've obviously heard uh, Just because you know Andrew Dallas is the ref I'm still not buying it So here's a very, very simple one Because you would have paid attention to him What colour was his kit? Oh, the usual uh, yellow was it? I think Andrew looked dapper and yellow that day. I was thinking to myself, was it? Was it yellow? No. Or a sort of yellow blue? <laughs> Green. There we go. Oh, we have yeah. it. We have it proven that it was not in the game. No, I'm not sitting there watching there the colours of. Oh, you're the referee watcher. You always tell us. No, I'm, not, I'm looking at his performance. I'm not saying he, he looks lovely. Right, okay. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We'll talk Scotland squad. Who missed out? Who would you have included? There's always someone out there. There's someone. Someone will tell us that Ryan Gold or Liam Henderson or John Souter or whoever should have been included, and in that someone is stealing a place in the squad. So give us your thoughts. Let's speak to Paul, who's a Celtic fan. First, though, um, how are you feeling? Generally about a Celtic fan As a Celtic fan Paul after the weekend And, and then looking forward to Thursday night um, I, I don't know it goes, it goes between uh, Outright fever You hear Derek Ray Giving us a, a succinct uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Rendition of how, how strong Leverkusen it, it could really be Another PSG In, in some ways I think I think Post the Coglu Must be the unluckiest Celtic manager that there has been uh, get, not, not even talking about his uh, what the, the baptism of fire, but just you know the the, the injuries. Um, but the, the point I was wanting to make, Gordon, was about the the midfield on Sunday and with a view to Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard one of the other callers talking about Tom uh, Rogic needing to be dropped, and I think under normal circumstances you can't play Turnbull and Rogic in the same team. They're just they're just too one-paced and, and they want to do the same things and, and it just doesn't work for me. 
Um, having said that, it may well be that they play Rodjick as a as a false number nine, dare I say, um, and, and drop a Yeti because um, you know that he's another guy that I really, really hope does well for Celtic, but it looks as if the Jockstein parlance the, the, the jersey doesn't fit. Yeah, I mean, that is an interesting one. I think if you, generally speaking, you would understand where Paul's coming from because we've seen it before. Turnbull and Rogic were there last season. They don't tend to play at the same time. But all of a sudden, up popped those games against Dundee and St Mirren in the first half against Hearts. I can't remember if they played them all, but they certainly played large parts of them together. Um, And so you started to wonder, okay, in games where Celtic are going to be dominant, can they? Can they play together and, and just pass teams to death? But obviously teams like Leverkusen and so on That's that's a different challenge I think it's a massive ask Gordon And James McCarthy obviously Is not up to speed for me He can't get about the the pitch The way he should for a midfield player Especially if you're playing with You know the two guys That are going and attacking all the time He's left with that one responsibility I would be Astonished if he goes with If he goes with that Midfield three On Thursday night I think they're in For a long long night What's the solution though Roger at the moment Because like I said Only two weeks ago Everyone was Slaughtering sorrow It's an interesting point That Paul makes Actually about Tom Rogic Because If Ange Postacoglu Has all of his players Available I think you know What he's going to do He's going to play a 4-3-3 And he's he's going to go And try and play That expansive way of us Now at the minute He's without Six or seven or eight Injured players and at the moment they're struggling They've got Leverkusen Then an away game against Aberdeen And I don't think he can go into it With a 4-3-3 And the personnel that he's been using I think something needs to change I don't mean a permanent change I'm not going to jump in this bandwagon That says he has to change his principles Change his philosophy Change all his ways But I think temporarily Until these guys are back Until Kyogo and Forrest and McGregor and Julian and Taylor Johnson, Giacomakis Until these guys are all back I think he needs to try and find something now. Whether that, as Paul suggests, is Rogic in a false nine role and another sitting midfielder, that's not the daftest thing I've ever heard. It might be three at the back. You know, we're talking about Starfield getting exposed. Be less exposed if it's Carter Vickers, Starfield and Welsh, perhaps. And then, you know, say for argument's sake, Montgomery and Juranovic, maybe, or Montgomery and Ralston, or Juranovic and Ralston f- further forward. And then you've got an extra... You know, de- defensive player, if if you like, in there. But I think he needs to find something because I think if he goes out with the same formation and the same personnel that I've played in the last couple of games, particularly Dundee United and Sunday, then it, it mm. could, as Dan says, it could be a long night for Celtic. I'm sure it was intended, Paul, that James McCarthy would be a huge asset to that midfield. What have you made of of him so far? I'm. Um, um... I mean, I'm you know I've always tried the objective of all these things, and you get give a guy time. But um, you know, go, if you look at Gordon as a player, I know I like to talk him up, but he, he had a bit of gallusness about him as a as a young player at, at, at Rangers. I thought James McCarthy would have came to Glasgow, but his chest puffed out, and you know, replacing Scott Brown with somebody with the pedigree that he has and his body language. It, it just looks as if it's overwhelming him. I mean, he, he stood in the centre circle for most of the game uh, on Sunday. Uh, he wouldn't show for the ball. Um, and I just, I'm, I'm mystified at the whole, his whole attitude that, that, that guys like that, they get a chance to come and play at that stage of his career. 
um, you think he would be eating it for breakfast and he, he would be bursting along and he, he just does not seem to be at it at all. Um, I also think that um, Nier Beaton has been a great servant to the club but has never a, a, a central defender and has been pilloried for playing that position but I think talking along the same lines is getting a bit worried about myself that Roger Hanna's agreement there right enough but, um, but you know the uh, putting Beaton in there as a front sweeper or as a, as a holding midfielder to protect Starfield and uh, whoever it's going to be Carter Vickers I think you've got to be with Starfield is He's a, he's a right-sided midfielder been asked to play in the left side so uh, again you know been asked to do a, a difficult task but for me Beaton in and the only way that I would have Rogic and, and Turnbull in the same pitch is if, if Rogic is just going mm. to basically hang around up front and, and, and try and create for the for the two wingers You're going to be more worried Paul because I think that's a good idea about near Beaton what I would say though about McCarthy is a couple of things he has had niggles since he's come to the club um, I think once he gets fully fit, he'll be a different player. And also, the first caller tonight was a Rangers fan called Billy talking about John Lundstrom. I said at the start of the season about Lundstrom, he won't hit the ground running. I'll tell you why. Because at Sheffield United, in the English Premier League, they may be working off 30, 35, 40% possession. John Lundstrom's not used to having the ball for as long as he has it with Rangers. And that takes a bit of time to get used to actually having the ball and people expecting you to do things with the ball. That sounds daft for a footballer, but it's the way it is. And it's the same. Look at James McCarthy's club career. Hamilton, Wigan, Crystal Palace, Little Spell at Everton. A lot of the time, the teams that James McCarthy plays for, Republic of Ireland as well, they have to work with 30, 35, 40% possession. A lot of his work's done without the football. With that, with and that, now he's coming to Celtic, 70% possession. I get, I get that, that, that takes a wee bit of getting used to. I get that theory then, but if that's accurate, then he should be tailor-made for a game like Thursday night where yeah, he's just going to yeah, get in yeah, and possibly, do a job. Possibly. But I, I think Paul but and I, other I Celtic like fans fear I think he will, is that I think he can settle. He can't get, that that's uh, not just, happening at Just the now he can't get a, a, around the pitch, Gordon. Right? And the, I think Rodgers... Maybe right in the fact that look, this guy's only thirty. He has had a good career. I think football, and especially come to clubs, as much as Rogers round off his career there, the Wiggins and Crystal Palace and Everton, you're coming to Celtic. There's sixty thousand people in there demanding, you know, performances, and it is a different ball game. I watched him on Sunday, and I thought he was negative in his play. Everything was played back the way. You know, he's definitely got ability. There's of that. There's no doubt. Time to settle in. You've got to give him that time. But I think he needs fitness. I need sharpness. He needs a bit of confidence. And right now, if he was going to play on Thursday mm. night, he definitely needs somebody in there beside yeah. him. Thank yeah. you to Paul. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We're going to tell you who's in the Scotland squad. We're going to argue about who shouldn't be in it. We'll argue about who should be in it, and we'll do all of that as well as a full time teaser next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna are here. It's 0141-951-1025. Or we're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. We're asking for all your thoughts on the weekend's football that's just passed. Looking ahead to the Europa League. And what about that Scotland squad as well? Because nothing 
Stirs up an argument Like a Scotland squad announcement People get very heated About who the third choice keeper should be And who the sixth choice central midfielder should be And how the player that you don't like Has been included at the expense of the player that you do like So pick up the phone And uh, get it all off your chest 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB I do have a good full time teaser for you mm-hmm. And um, I'm just going to Double check something on it quite Okay So it's a it's a variation of what we used last night So it's the same guy Van Man Glasgow Who sent the question in Needless to say You two are getting the more difficult version Because <laughs> Roger is here And you just have to suffer So can you name One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Nine Non-old firm players Who've played this season Who are the only player Of their nationality In the league I cannot wait to hear Gordon Deal's attempts at this. Nine non-old uh-huh. firm players who have played this season and they're the only player of their nationality in the league. Now, a Norwegian. What? <laughs> Why? Why is that your starting point? What, what, I don't what, know. What, I'll give you, can I give him a clue? I'm going down Norway. What, one of them's not Argentinian. Oh. But, you, but you thought he was. Yes, this is one of your favourite beat the pundit answers from last season. I can't remember. Please for them. your team. Who did that? Magabi. Magabi Yes Now on, on that famous night On Beat the Pundit When you thought he was Argentinian And once Roger and I Had stopped laughing uh, Where did we tell you That he was from Do you know what Don't answer this Because I think You'll just get yourself in trouble I've absolutely no idea Uganda Yes Uganda And he is the only Ugandan In yeah, the league yeah, in uh, Roger more than any other Tuesday I feel you Are going to have to do A lot of heavy lifting here What about Alec Gogic Being the only Cypriot He is the only Cypriot Alec Gogic Well done Roger Come on, Gordon. Let's see what you've got. Uh, um, I was going to say America, but they've got more than one American. Yeah. I'm going to countries. That's not a bad way to start. Yeah, no, it's not I'm a bad going way to start the at globe. all. Do mm. <clears throat> you think in obscure I'm, countries? Is that yeah, what you're? Yeah, I'm just taking off tonight. I'm just at airport. <laughs> 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 uh, doors to manual. Uh, where are we heading? <laughs> Is that it? Is that as far as we've got? Yeah, just okay. now, yeah. yeah You're only looking for another seven So we'll be fine Stevie Clark Is hopeful Callum McGregor Will play a part In Scotland's World Cup qualifiers The Celtic captain's been named In the squad For games against Israel And the Pharaohs But he only returned To training today Better news Scott McTominay Is back in the squad Stuart Armstrong's also in it Although he's not played a game So far this season What do you make of the squad? Right choice? Wrong choice? Pick up the phone When you name a squad They're still a living... 11 days, I think, till, till match day, so plenty of time, a couple of games. Uh, Callum's in that situation, Stuart Armstrong's in a similar situation, but I'm hoping that they'll both get some minutes over the next couple of games and, and be fit and available to join the squad. The medical staff have been in constant touch. Uh, we know where the players are at, and as, as always, we'll, we'll treat them as, as well as we can. It's the same significance as the, the game against Moldova, the game against Austria. In the, the last camp, the, the next two games are, are big in the context of trying to get the second place in the group. So Israel first will be a, will be a tight game, I would imagine. We, we've played them quite a lot recently. Uh, we know each other well, so hopefully a good game. Great to see the tickets have sold out for the for the game. Full House at Hamden will be will be my first experience of being head coach with Phil House here, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's going to be some occasion, a sell-out qualifier at Hamden. We've not had too many of them in recent times. Uh, Roger, I 
I'll quickly run through I'm not going to name Every single one But the, the kind of headlines If you like So Craig Gordon And Liam Kelly Keep their place There has been a change in goals Xander Clark drops out And he's replaced by John McLaughlin Rangers keeper Clean sheet at the weekend And so on It's generally the same Sort of defender Scott McTominay comes back in Will he be a defender Or a midfielder uh, No Declan Gallagher this time So you wonder if, um, if will, he, will he bounce back Will he get back in Is that the end of his road in the Scotland squad uh, Lewis Ferguson keeps his place From the last time Stuart Armstrong does come back in As we told you Callum McGregor All the, the heavy hitters Like John McGinn Billy Gilmore are in there Turnbull um, And Ryan Christie stayed. And then it's just your usual Front line really Of Adams, Dykes, Fraser And Nisbet Have we missed anything? No I don't think so I think If you look back You don't need to look back too far The last game The 1-0 win in Austria A terrific win if Scotland qualify for the World Cup You'll be able to look back on that night in Vienna as, as the key moment I would think in the run I would expect if all the key players are fit Be an unchanged team to take on Israel at Hamden a week on Saturday Well it can't be because Hanley's suspended Well but sorry, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, take yeah, the point. yeah So you would think then maybe McTominay Yeah, Scott McTominay will slot in there um, There might be changes for the Pharaohs Although we can't take it too lightly Of course we can't so you're then just looking at who you know who are the backup players. It's a blow. Like Sir James Forrest isn't there, of course it is. Um, but you think Dykes and Adams, McGinn, McGregor, if he's fit, Gilmer, McTominay, as you say, Tierney, Hendry, Robertson, O'Donnell, Craig Gordon. That's probably going to be the team. And then you just look at the ones who who are going to populate the bench behind. I don't think you'll see under Steve Clark huge amounts of change. You know, we, we spoke in the summer Look at the caps the Czechs have got Look at the caps the Croatians have got Look at the caps the English mm. have got And we're saying, you know, we were the sort of and Most inexperienced team at the Euros The only way you get experience is by keeping a squad together And giving those same players more caps and more experience I think Steve Clark's going to go down that route And I don't want to deflate or demoralise The guys who are currently on the outside looking in But I get the impression we'll have to do something special now To break mm. into this group of players yeah, it's always an interesting debate, Gordon, about, you know, should you pick this guy? Because he's done something good in the last couple of weeks or last couple of months. But um, And there's always that accusation of over-loyalty to, to certain people. But if you, if you think about it, we've not, we, we have trolled through people to, to get to this group. Mm-hmm. I mean, regulars and squads that just aren't, are nowhere to be seen anymore. McBurney, Burke, Shankland, Griffiths, now Gallagher, Considine, Fleck. Rogers mentioned the guys that are unavailable like Ryan Jack, James Forrest The goalkeeping positions have obviously changed There's, there's no David Marshall anymore mm-hmm. um, So th- we, ha- we have We've tried lots of people Is this now looking at, as Rogers says Do you think this is quite settled? Do you think in the next few yeah. We're not likely to see much chopping and changing? And I like the way he's going about his business with it Gordon um, As you rightly say there He was loyal to players But now if you look at it He's getting the ones, unfortunately, Declan Gallagher, who's never put a foot wrong for me in a Scotland strip. He, he hasn't. I think he's been excellent. But he just sees that the squad that he's got just now, great boost McTommy back um, for this game. Great boost it's a sellout as well. So it shows you that he's bringing the nation together. Uh, everybody's clamouring for tickets. So it's exciting times And I like the way he's doing it Roger quite rightly said there You could probably If everybody's fit And that's what you've got to do Is keep your fingers crossed That everybody is going to be fit And I think we've got a good backup. 
I think it's a strong backup because it's good arguments. You know, we'll get the usual right back argument. And there's no doubt about that. We'll get the usual who will play up front and midfield. And but I just think we've got a real, real strong mm. base, and we'll get good backup. I, I kind of tongue in cheek about it earlier, Roger. I feel like we are conditioned. Um, to, when you see the squad, you're actually not. Your your first thought is not at all to to praise the good people that are in there. Your first thought is to look for who's missing, or in a 26, 23 man squad to pick that one guy that that you wouldn't have included, and that's always what happens, especially uh, in the social media age. So I don't know who who is the who's the next in line, who's the unluckiest to miss out. Is it a uh, Aaron Hickey? Is it Anthony Ralston? Is it Ryan Gold? Is it Liam Henderson? Is it? Ali has tweeted in and says Would you like to see your Ballon d'Or winner Gordon Tony Watt in the squad You know well, Xander Clark There's a lot of debate about that Should he have dropped out for John McLaughlin um, Listen Neither Xander Clark nor Liam Kelly Has yet got a cap I think Steve Clark's rationale would be That if anything befell Craig Gordon He'd probably like to put a more experienced goalkeeper in And that more experienced goalkeeper just now is John McLaughlin So I think you know McLaughlin would play If anything befell Craig Gordon um, Who's unfortunate? I wonder if Paul McGinn might keep his place. He came on in Austria, helped did see well, the game out, he? did quite well. I know Patterson and O'Donnell are both there. It's not the biggest of squads without any 24 players, and there's usually 23 stripped in the night of the game. So if anything happened to an Armstrong who hasn't played much, a Ryan Fraser who hasn't played much, a Callum McGregor who hasn't played much, then we're getting down to the bare bones. So I wonder if Paul McGinn might keep his place. I saw Tony Watt on Saturday. In terms of form here and now, He's playing better than Kevin Nisbet is But I think Steve Clark just likes The almost sort of club feel That he's bringing together with Scotland mm. I don't think he's going to chop and change readily And I think that works against The Tony Watts Ross Stewart Who's playing terrifically yeah, down at Sunderland well, yeah. just now and, and that is what's you know, keeping the squad together The Well there are various debates Gordon on social media the, One of the most Talked about one I think Is that Xander Clark has come out and John McLaughlin's gone in. Is that the right call for you? Yeah, because I think he's a better goalkeeper. Um, and then obviously you've got he's a number two, and then you've got the argument to, you know, Liam Kelly, Motherwell, Xander Clark, both very capable goalkeepers gone, but you you can only pick one. And I think that decision would probably a lot of it be made by Chris Woods, a goalkeeping coach, who maybe obviously favoured uh, Liam Kelly. Um, but Sander Clark, um, you know, he's there. He's a good backup. He's 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 a really good goalkeeper. But I just think that that's right now. That's probably the three strongest goalkeepers we've got. Um, yeah, I mean, what about the likes of? I'm trying to put them in order, Roger. I, I don't know. It's hard to gauge public opinion. You can pick up the phone and and let us know. The last squad. We get lots of calls saying It's a disgrace that Anthony Ralston's not in the squad Look at how well he started the season In the space of a few short weeks Since the last break I detect a slight reduction in, in those suggestions Yeah, I think people would probably accept That Steve Clark's preferred right-backs Or right-wing-backs as it is Would be Nathan Patterson and Stephen O'Donnell um, After that, I think there was a, a consideration to bring Anthony Nelson into the squad the last time he was unavailable. Uh, Paul McGinn then came into the squad. So I think now it's going to be a big ask for, for Anthony Nelson, just the same as it is for the guys mentioned there, a Tony Watt or a Ryan Gold or people like that, to try and get into the squad. Um, it's got a settled look about it. 
I think Steve Clark's happy with the way the squad's developing, the way they're gaining experience, and it didn't surprise me at all that there were no no great shocks when the squad was named today. I mean, we do live in a a difficult environment at the moment. International travel is obviously yeah. not as as easy as it once was. Is that going against the Ryan Golds or? I, you know something it, 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 That's not a bad point Because I don't think Steve Clark Has named Ryan Gold Lewis Morgan Johnny no. Russell Danny Wilson Any of these guys Who are over there And you do wonder The international windows Now are very tight This is actually one That's not I say that And this is one That's not quite so tight Because Rangers and Celtic Will play Aberdeen And Hibs on Sunday And then you've got Six days before the game If you think of the last games Gordon There were league Last Scotland games There were league games On the mm-hmm. Sunday and then Rangers were in Copenhagen on the Wednesday night. Um, if you play in the MLS, you could be playing Sunday into Monday morning UK time. That's no preparation for flying over eight or nine hours, depending on where you're coming from in the States, and then trying to play a couple of days later for your country, probably without a training session under your belt. So I think that does mitigate against the Golds, mm. the Russells, the Morgans, etc. By the way, though, Gordon, it might, Stevie Clark, if he's listening, might go, no, rubbish. I think your midfield's very strong, and I can't find a place for Ryan Gold in it. So that, that might be the more simple explanation. I think that could be an explanation because. Um, I don't see a lot of these guys, Gordon, obviously, um, but Steve Clark will be up to date about their performances and their forum. But if you look at our midfield, <laughs> it's a very, very strong area of the pitch and uh, I would need an exceptional player to go in there. Because who would you leave out? Well, I'm just about to make that point. You've got Callum McGregor, captain of Celtic, just signed a new five-year deal, one of the more experienced players, scored at the Euros. You've got Billy Gilmer now playing regularly in the English Premier League and becoming very much a Tartan Army favourite. And you've got John McGinn, who is the top scorer in the squad and was outstanding when Aston Villa beat Manchester United. He's had a great Trafford start to the Saturday. season, hasn't he? Yeah. Even the, even the Chelsea game where Villa were soundly beaten on the scoreboard if yeah. you watched the, the game itself and the job he did. Very impressive. Well, listen, he's, he's playing against Cristiano Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes and Paul Pogba at the weekend and they're winning the game and listen, I know United could equalise deep into injury time with Bruno Fernandes' penalty they wouldn't have deserved the draw Villa deserved to win the game I, I always like when I've heard that when we get a new name because you think you've you think you've done them all particularly recently it's always Gold or Where's Hickey and maybe even Liam Henderson is doing quite well this season or whatever um, Ali Says, I think Scotland should have or at least tried to call up Conor Gallagher of Crystal Palace. Yeah. I had no idea he was eligible. I googled him. His Wikipedia page says he is. However, he does have ten England under twenty one caps. Has seen one from Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. If he's got ten under twenty one caps, Roger, that suggests he probably still thinks he's on a trajectory to to one day get into their full squad. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, I watched him last night with Palace through against Brighton. Particularly interesting the game. Odson Edward in direct opposition to Shane Duffy. It was um, an interesting game, and one of the better players in the park was was the lad Gallagher. He will think that he can go and represent England at full international level. He will believe he can go back and get into that Chelsea first-team squad. He has a great talent. He won the penalty that gave Palace the lead just before half-time. He does look the real deal. Interesting that the timing, though, uh, just because the the one obvious example would be be Scott McTominay. Um, You think he, he would get an England squad, wouldn't he? Tommy, yeah. See if you look at what they, ha- they where they struggle in that defensive midfield role. He would get in the Scotland yeah, squad, listen, England squad. Listen, I don't think they struggle because they've got Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips, and they, they are then keeping out 
um, Jordan Henderson the, the one who's coming through Is probably going to be The best of the lot Is Jude Bellingham yeah. Derek, 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 Derek Ray Where I told you You know earlier on 17 and 18 He's bossing games in the Bundesliga and in the Champions League. Point, the, the point I was getting Dortmund. at was, was generally but because. I, I, it at the minute, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure Gareth Souke would have, would have had him in. You think of the guys who kind of turn their back on England because they can't get a game and, and then they come mm. and play, you know, as if we are sort of second choice. But I wonder if, yeah, they certainly would have made that, squads, wouldn't he? Listen, at some point. that's the beauty of McTominay. He never saw Scotland as second choice. Yeah. You know, he made his choice as a young man. He wanted to play for Scotland. Knew how much it would mean to his father and his family. And he treated Scotland as his first choice. And you can see it in his performances for the team. Uh, right. How are you getting on with this teaser? Nine non-old firm players who have played this season, and they're the only player of their nationality in the league. Mugabe of Uganda and Motherwell, Gogic of Hibs and Cyprus. Well, what about Yando Fuchs at Dundee United? Where's he from? Cameroon. It is Cameroon. Well done. <laughs> Gordon, what have you come up with on well, your... I, I, I feel I'm going to land very tour. shortly. Yeah, um, I'm thinking hearts, Gordon. Right, okay. I'm, I'm on the right line, Roger. Well, you you would need to tell us that it tends to be the way no, it I works. I think I've got the right club. I'm just trying to get the right player now. The only one I thought of... Is Peter Haring the only one? Oh, Austrian! No. No. Oh. Couldn't think of who another one would be. Neither can I, but I just know he's not on the list, which doesn't necessarily mean that you're wrong. We start we started with Daz thinking that Beavis Mugabe was Argentinian. Is there just one Argentinian in the league? Yes. Adrian Sporland and D United. Yes. This year he's honestly. Good. He is good. That's why he doesn't play beat the pundit. We don't want to tire him out. Now there could be a googly here. David Cancola of Ross County, I think you'll find is, is Austrian. Austrian as well. Ah, so there you what, go. What I was going to ask was there was a story the other week mm-hmm. that Dundee goalkeeper Adam Legdens qualifies to play for Latvia. Nah, it's not him. It's not him. Again, we'll just forget that one ever happened. Now, nope. are we going to embarrass that? Are there more motherwell players? Yes, absolutely. How many? Two? Yes. <laughs> uh, you, you said earlier on You shouted at the top of the quiz What, no, what was the first country You shouted Norway But they're more than I don't know He can't remember that guy's name I know, He's I some Motherwell fan Tell him Sondre Solholm Johansson Yep he's the only Norwegian In the league One, two, three, four to get We'll get them next Keep your calls coming in Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 We're about to speak to Willie in Greenock very soon indeed Let me check in on this teaser And by the way, as always, we're on the lookout for your questions To try and catch the pundits out in the second hour of the show So if you like the sound of it, if you think you know your stuff And you could come up with a question The address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com So Van Man Glasgow says Can you name nine non-old firm players who are the only player of their nationality in the league. They must have played this season. Guys like Gogic, the only Cypriot. Mugabe, the only Ugandan. Uh, Fuchs of Dundee United is the only player from Cameroon. Adrian Sporla of Dundee United is the only Argentinian. And Johansson of Motherwell, the only Norwegian. We're going to go, I guess, here for Van Man, given us... Van Veen Dutch The budget Bergkamp Yes He is indeed the only yes. Dutchman in the league I found that surprising I must admit But Well What, what about next door Belgium Who are you going for I was going to go for Stefan Omeonga What about volleyball and golly Ah oh, mm, See, see. Not as clever as you think there's, there's a good one 
I'm beginning to wish I hadn't given you Van Veen now. No, you <laughs> didn't give me Van Veen. Don't start that. You've got three to is get. It, is it a Hearts player? Another? There is a Hearts player. Is he? You're going to make me see it as well. Mm-hmm. Armand Angeli. No, no, it's not no. him. He's French, is he not? I thought um, he was Ivory Coast. Don't, don't worry. Wrong. Let's not worry about him. him. He, no. So there's another Hearts player. Mm-hmm. Oh, a more obvious one, actually. I would, I would suggest centre half. No, centre forward. <laughs> no. Oh, he's a goalkeeper. He's not a goalkeeper. He's a midfield Craig, player. Craig Gordon's a goalkeeper, remember? Hey, he could be a backup. Right, I'll, I'll give you some clues because in terms of standout Hearts players this season, Andy Halliday. Behave. <laughs> Is he the only player from Govan in the league? Come on, Roger, you've seen Hearts. Actually, hard. I'm going to see them for Super Scoreboard on Saturday. Right, who's the beloved partner? You should have done your homework. Oh, Benny Beningame. Beningame, Congo. There oh, we go. Of course. Right, two to get. We'll give you plenty of time at the end. Let's speak to Willie, who's a Celtic fan. What's your point tonight, Willie? How you doing, lads? Hi, uh, Willie. Hi, Willie. How you doing? Uh, I was listening to a few calls come on tonight about the boy McCarthy uh, coming to Celtic mm-hmm. uh, during the summer. There, um, there are a couple of things is that. The boy never did a pre-season before he signed for Celtic. And then, only last week it was found out that I'd never heard it in the press or spoke about anywhere else. But Paddy Boner said on a different podcast show that he spoke to him after the Livingston game and he found out the boy had COVID. So he had to be training for that as well. And then after he got rid of COVID, they had to go for all different scans, scans his heart and things like that as well. So the boy's hardly trained since he joined for Celtic. And... He's getting a bit of a rough time, I think, after Celtic supporters saying, that, oh, he's not good enough, he's not the same player he was. And, now, you, you've been a player. How, see, if you come into a, a team and you're just a pre-season or anything like that, and you've been injured, and obviously it takes time to get back up to speed up to fitness and for you get back on your game. Do you not think it's a bit harsh? The Bay Boys getting dealt with in the, in the press and after Celtic fans? Um, well that's up to the Celtic fans I did say that he was struggling to get around the pitch And that is down to fitness It's down to sharpness And the only way you get that Willie is obviously every pro tell you Is by playing games um, So he needs a run of games in the team He's still 30 He's certainly got a lot to offer And I said tonight He, he is a very very good talent um, if I was playing him on Thursday night I would be looking to play someone in beside him Because you've just rhymed out a, a lot of things there Probably some Celtic fans will not know That the boy with illness Try to go up to speed Try to go up to fitness And it does take time And you're coming into a new club And especially when you're coming into a club Besides the Celtic You're getting judged right away You look at some of the signings That um, Celtic have made this summer You know Starfelt come in for big money Already uh, being you know, scrutinised and being judged by some some people. Um, so you'll get that. But I think McCarthy, mm. given a run of games, given the fitness, getting him up to speed, he's certainly got the talent. I watched him, as I say, I, I, I think he needs a wee bit of confidence as well because everything was negative for me on Sunday. It was back the way, back the way. He's got so much to his game. Roger, the, it is worth bearing in mind that we're living in pretty strange times with what's going on and, and, and COVID is still out there clubs are adopting a very a seemingly random uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for a random strategy when it comes to when they admit that a player's got COVID and, and, and when they don't and by the way that's something that's up to them you know is it, it, it may well be a private matter so perhaps the the kind of speculation about it all is not necessarily up to us but yes for what it's worth 
Willie, I had heard the same thing Whether Celtic or James McCarthy wished to keep that a secret or not Is it something that for any player then, Roger We, we need to be mindful that that could still be an underlying factor For anyone out there And they, or the club, or both Don't want to release that information Yeah, listen, that, that's a lot of these things Medical confidentiality, patient privacy, etc, etc What we do know about James McCarthy is He's, he's not been at 100% fitness Put it down to whatever you like um, as I said earlier on, I'm not convinced the role that James McCarthy was asked to fulfil on Sunday is necessarily doing James McCarthy any favours either. Um, with Rogage one side, Turnbull the other, two wingers and a centre forward, it leaves an awful lot of work for James McCarthy mm. to do. Um, James McCarthy is the top side of 30, and even at 100% fitness, that's a big ask for James McCarthy, who's had a career... Playing alongside, playing in midfields with far more cover. You know, he played for years with Paul James MacArthur or with Alec Neil or with Kuati or with Milivojevic, people like that at Crystal Palace. Um, if you're asking him to play as a one and a sort of four, one, two, three, it's it's a big ask. He needs Callum McGregor or near Beaton or Ismila Soro or a combination of them to get the best out of James McCarthy. So, still confident he'll come good, will he? Absolutely. Absolutely. And what you remember as well on Sunday, McCarthy gets smashed. Twice in the first half The first one up uh, We sent a midfield On the United two, I thought it was a great game Up apart from that That was a red card But uh, He got absolutely smashed At that boy And then again A few minutes later So Obviously that's to a totally boy as well But He'll come good Let, let him get fit And get, let him get a run of games Yes boy He'll come good The Celtic fans are right in this area Far too early Smashed by Fuchs The only Cameroonian In the top flight <laughs> in Scotland That leads us on nicely To the teaser Thanks Willie It was nice to speak to you Hopefully uh, we'll do it again soon But we're almost out of time Looking for two more right. Nine Non-old firm players Who've played this season And they're the only player Of their nationality I, In the I league I think I've got one I think he was terrorising Your team for 45 minutes In Saturday well, he, he, he would have ended up On the losing side then So that's not of is great it, concern to me Charles Cook Who plays for Or is from Grenada Yes Well done Many's that will still get One Hmm I will certainly You mentioned the country earlier But I can't remember if it was during a break which is, which is of no use to the listening South public African. Yes What made you say that? Because my f- flight was going over us <laughs> I looked down At that time? Yeah I have no idea Livy Try to think the player's Livy Was he a signing in the summer? Uh, no, no, oh, absolutely no. not Oh, Keegan Jacobs Keegan Jacobs oh, aye, 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 aye. There we go, thank you Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Tomorrow night we've got Andy Halliday and Simon Donnelly for you As we look ahead to some big Europa League games So make sure you join us at 6 Callum Gallagher is up next